Please be advised, this series contains harsh language and references to potentially triggering material, including mention of suicide, self-harm, abuse of both drugs and alcohol, and deep discussions on religion. Listener discretion is advised. Last time on Umbligo del Diablo. Our party continued their journey in Reno, after wrapping up an investigation. A call was made. Oliver did the talking. Val turned her devilish side. Jamie stayed out of it, and Murph planted a gun. As we stepped back to see our handiwork, the police descended upon their unwitting victims. Murph decided some fates, Oliver watched on in horror, and Val got a dog. The session starts with Oliver getting his payday. All right, so you called up Tina and agreed to meet in a back room at the Diamond Rain. Hopefully there's no murder. She says, show up at the front and Gracie will, will lead you back there. So Gracie is wearing a all sort of vintage 40s getup. And when you show up, she says, hey. Well, hey there, Gracie. I'm just back to have a little meeting with Tina. Also, I, I heard you were from uh, Ombligo del Diablo. She looks at you and she stares daggers through you. Oh, where'd you hear that? Oh, just a friend in passing. Uh, well, it's just nice to see you around and out from, from that town. I... Haven't been back in a while, for a reason. Uh, how are things going back there? Uh, it's a it's a dust bowl, and uh, it's weird, but uh, I'm enjoying it at the moment. Just a little bit of prospecting on the side, but I shan't dig further. Clearly, I've hit a nerve. Well, all right. Let me show you back where you're going. She leads you into the back, and Tina. And five men are sitting around a table. Are they playing cards, or are they all looking at me ominously? Uh, yeah, the second one? Oliver knows that he cannot show weakness, so he uh, saunters in there like nothing's wrong and takes a seat. Well, hello there, Tina, I believe. Hello, Oliver. Now, I, I know this whole thing went sideways, but I believe you saw the news, did you not? I've been keeping up. Mr. Solved? No need for bad blood between us. I've done a little bit more looking, and apparently you had a plant. Well, you wouldn't expect me to go into this kind of job unprepared, would you? Huh. I mean, sure, it sounds like two homeless guys killed, they killed my guys, but that third man was one of yours. How'd you do it? What'd you do? I'm not going to give away my secrets. Of course you not. killed two people. Four people. Well, I would say that someone else killed them. And, to be frank, that was not the goal, not my plan, but you can't always control the people you work with. You can tell me how you did it? I can tell you that it was an honest mistake. Not intentional by myself at all. And I would prefer that the bloodshed end here. Or there, rather. She smiles when you say, I prefer the bloodshed end here. <laughs> 
She says, the second that I can prove what you did, you're gone forever. To a hole so deep and dark, they will never fish you out. And she brings a little overnight bag. Do you, do you have it? Well, I'll tell you what. If you can prove it, then I deserve to go right down to the bottom of that hole. But in the meantime, here you go. You'll match an American flag jewels. Pull out, like, the weird box that they were in that didn't match. What was it? Like a cheap, uh, like, Macy's bat? What, what was it? What were the, the, the jewels in? It was a Robbins Brothers box. Yeah, I pull out that and set it on the table. She looks at it and brings out a jeweler's loop. And then she, uh, she nods. So she has the two guys going back. And they bring out several heavy cases that jingled when they're set down on the table. Well, is she going to give this to me in coins? And she opens one of them up. It is full of quarters. Loose quarters. $20,000 in quarters. Oliver just, like, (laughs) smiles and, like, starts laughing, but stops himself. (laughs) Darling, you... You're just... And does the moi chef kiss. <laughs> Thank you. Don't think that we're done. But for now, get out of my place. Of course. I just need to pick up a couple things from my room. I don't suppose these gentlemen will actually be helping me get these to my car. It might take me an hour. They will not. They'll get you as far as the lobby. Oh, thank you. I was going to say that would be awkward for me to have to keep coming back into this room. As she snaps her fingers and the five guys go and, and, and start picking up the cases of money and putting it down outside the room. Okay, I, I go back to our room, the suite, and take one of the, the robes and then come back out downstairs and start ferrying these heavy, heavy cases out to the parking lot where everybody else is waiting, I assume. Note that, that these cases together weigh almost exactly... 1,000 pounds. Goodness. Just put them between the cars so they don't break something. (laughs) Also, as I'm passing Gracie, I will, like, set it on, like, the fourth or fifth one. I, like, set it down next to her, and I lean on the desk and do, like, the exaggerated, like, woof, because it's not too exaggerated because it's real. Gracie, I know this might be a sore subject, but I'm headed back that way soon enough that... There's no one you'd like me to contact for you, would there? She... Send somebody a postcard? She writes something down on a a bit of paper and folds it. And she says, I assume you know Angela? I do, fine woman. She brings it, gets a little envelope and, and she puts in there. And, honey, what are you doing with all those cases? Well, I both won a bet and then got really scathing uh, turnaround right at the end, and this is just a, an embarrassing victory lap. She shakes her head and, and she hands the envelope. Oh, just for one one thing, I, I know it seems to be like a sore subject, but should I stay a little bit hush-hush that I saw you, or should I go back and say, oh, she's doing really well? Well, it won't win you any friends. Good to know. But you don't, you have no feelings on the matter, by the way? I'm not going back. Well, I'm going to tell them you're doing great. She nods. And you notice that her her hands are sort of like balled into white knuckled fists, and that 
sweat is collecting around around the uh, the edges of her forehead. I'm going to uh, take a hint. I assume, unless I should run in, roll insight on this, that I'm going to drop that subject and say, you know, have a give me give me an insight. Have a good day. <laughs> okay. give, give, well, dropping the subject is obviously what a thing that would avoid further awkwardness. But give me give me an insight check as to your read on her. Okay. Your willpower. Yeah, your willpower is reset. Hmm. No, 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 I'm not going to spend it. Three successes. That is sufficient to tell that she seems to be having a panic attack. She's going to start start gathering paradox again. <laughs> I want to uh, basically say to her, you know what, you, you look like you're having a rough. I might have triggered some things. It seems like your uh, replacement is coming. Why, why don't you take a break? They wouldn't want anybody thinking that you're helping me, would you? She gives a half nod and turns and runs out of the room. I don't know if you were going to attempt magic to get her to fall as a suggestion, but uh, it wasn't necessary. Okay. <laughs> I gathered that she was having a panic attack, and generally those are not great to have in public. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So I, I finally get all this stuff out to the car and damage some suspension. Excellent. Except for Jamie's, probably. Jamie's suspension is probably pretty great. Can definitely handle that shit. All right, so let's go over who we have here tonight. I must sadly inform you that Dan, who plays Vincent, will not be present, as he and his character are both sadly quite busy. Let's start from the top. James, who the fuck are you? I'm James, and I play Oliver Haldison, somewhat of a con man, recently accomplished a con, but looks definitely looks like he's a real murdery guy ginger who are you i am ginger i am playing murph your new bestest friend and second degree murderer and also generally a ball of sunshine we could argue for premeditation but all right matt i'm matt and i play jamie and she's a geologist who usually is itinerant and travels the world seeking knowledge and fortune i suppose not really fame and fortune all right, beautiful. Okay, Sam. Hello, I am Sam, and I am playing Val Hernandez, the mad zoologist who might end up becoming the devil, and that's okay. I mean, she's well on her way to mocking God's creation. Okay, so let's deal with XPs. Is there anything that y'all want to buy? Or any other mechanical wonkiness that you wish to deal with on your character? Sam? Val's taking a second pip in manipulation. Interesting. She Going... convinced people that she was the devil, and she rolled with it, and kind of liked it. Is that all? Yes, that is it for Val today. Okay, 10 XP. And Jamie? I've been saving up the XP, and I think I'm going to take another fourth pip in intelligence. That fits quite well. I don't know. I was thinking about forces one. I think that, you know, having things that, uh, will, that will let you detect that radio band would be rather in character. Okay, well, I guess I'll take that too, and now I'm down to one experience point again. All right, 25 XP. Ginger? I am uh, saving up for a fourth point in etiquette or a fifth point in persuasion. That that makes perfect sense. Okay, and finally, Oliver. I'm going to pitch this to you because I think it's really dumb, but I want to do it anyway. I want to take a second pip in technology because I know now know what emojis are. <laughs> Oh, All right, six XP. 
and he's gonna dive into that this new field <laughs> oh i i, I want to see your emoji based rituals now how about we go for backgrounds first and then if not then rituals we go for the backgrounds pass first oliver do you think you earned any backgrounds last session uh enemy yes that like, is pretty that is the opposite enemy. background two point enemy so now i'm four point enemy or just uh, no, an additional just two, two, point... two point enemies recall for me who the, who the first one is the angels Don't oh like yes because i definitely God. myrtled one of them and uh, mayor does not like me speaking of which i need to go back to the mayor's house you do actually that will don't worry that'll come up okay i keep thinking like i need to go back there but i also don't want to derail the story i also uh, want to take drugs but i don't want to derail the story that I would think... work into all sorts of things i would think oliver would have a got a background point pip in a what's it like i don't know renown or what's it what's it called for oh, underworld renown it's yeah. i forget the name of the background infamy i, think I might yeah I might, I might take infamy Yes. And is is that a good thing or a bad thing? Yes. Both. Yeah. Okay. It is both. I'll take infamy one. And yeah. also, what is your resources currently? It is two at the moment. Raise that up to three. Sweet. And no ritual for you. Murph. Oh, right. Um, I actually don't really think that I necessarily earned any uh, backgrounds other than, I mean, I'm already in good with the cops and I'm probably in more good with the cops they just don't know why yet <laughs> oh, you, think, you, think that, you think that them uh if if they knew that you used a death curse to kill their suspects that they would like you better it, in my brain and we'll get into kill this their suspects exactly we'll, we'll get into this in a moment but in my brain i feel like i saved them do you have a ritual in mind? That is an excellent, excellent question. I recently gained my pancake breakfast ritual, and I don't, I don't necessarily feel like I've done many more things that would tie into a ritual last session. So I'm not 100% sure. Or the rituals represent things that you are working on in your, on story-irrelevant times. And for you, perhaps, things that just sort of happen. So rituals, unlike the backgrounds, don't need to be tied to story events. I've got a suggestion for you, if you are open to. Sure. Is I'd it call death it, curse? No, I'd call it cute privilege. And whenever you go to an authority figure, you can use additional entropy dice for your, your luckiness. That is definitely and a rope. Just my straight up general adorableness. <laughs> That's what she's going to get when she starts learning mind from Oliver. Everyone treats you as though you are uh, you are harmless forever that is a that is a a, a good entropy 5 rote just everyone thinks that you are innocent permanently no matter what you could um, have shot someone in front of them and they're like no this must be someone some mastermind <laughs> convinced why, me to do this why did the gun go off right then it was a horrifying accident i mean something i don't know it I don't know if that necessarily works as a ritual, but I, I do kind of like the thought process of something that's like, oh, you could never have done such horrible things and then have like some kind of mechanical penalty to any kind of attempts to intimidate. That would be an amazing paradox flaw. It, it would be, yes. <laughs> you, can, you can never be taken seriously. I kind of, yeah, kind of <laughs> feel that already. 
So that that is definitely the paradox flaw you will get as as soon as you get one will be harmless. impalpable, mostly harmless. I just had a thought yeah. because I have entropy and correspondence. Could I try to combine something there? I don't know. My initial thought, and it's just a rough draft, basically, is along the lines of what they're saying, like, oh, you're so, you know, adorable and harmless, but maybe something about how incredibly good-natured and <laughs> lucky I am helps me find information that I need to find. How about just the person I was looking to see? Yes, I like this. If you just go walking and you have something on your mind, you can use this and you will run into someone that is relevant to the thing that you are thinking about. You can't control who it is. Yes. Yes. There will always be someone relevant to the question at hand. It's like, oh, I know a guy. Yeah. Oh, there he is. Crazy. Mm -hmm. Murph is one of those people who gets slapped in the face with posters of like relevant concerts going on that she wants to go to. Yep. <laughs> you have correspondence two? Correspondence one. Okay. It, it, should, still, it should still work, but yes. Okay. Sweet. Okay, I will make a note of that. For correspondence one, it has to be someone that you've already met. Someone that you've already interacted with and preferably used your luck on before. With correspondence two, it can be just about anybody. Okay, that tracks. And with correspondence three, it can even be people who aren't supposed to be there. Ooh, I like the potential of this. Okay, Matt. I think I earned some of my temporary resources back or permanent resources maybe bumped up. My permanent is two, but my temporary right now is zero. Bump it up to three, heal it all. Okie dokes. And then I was working on a private investigator license, but I don't know how much time has passed since our last session or if any. So I don't know if that is a attainable background or not yet. Hmm. You have your provisional. You've been set up with your provisional, and that will eventually turn into a real one. So add the background. What would that be? License, uh, PI. License. Yeah. Licenses are a background on their own. So yeah. Okie doke. Will do. Okay. All right, Val. Uh, I believe I've got retainer one now. You do. It is not a terribly useful retainer. Actually, I, I don't know. You, you, haven't bought, you. you haven't bothered to check out its skills yet. He is puppy, and that's all he needs to be. True. Okay. He's a bomb uh, for the soul. What is your resources? My resources is two. I haven't spent those yet. I did spend one last time to help Jamie get a lawyer. Uh, your resources goes up to three. Sweet. I know As what I'm going to do with those. Now let's go on to hopes and fears. So let's start out with that uh, virtue that James is talking about. I was thinking basically something like hope or belief that there's something good in everyone. That includes him. Hmm. A fundamental belief in redemption? I think that that's probably what I'm going for, is that, like, even even the worst people have something good to scaffold upon. And how would this affect your choices and behaviors? Probably make him less likely to abandon people who are inconvenient. So, don't give up on people, there's hope for everyone, would be a more appropriate one, because it informs action. <sighs> I hate it. <laughs> so yeah, that would be a fine one. That was for, for your sanity regain? Yeah, I, I feel like this will negatively impact his success, but positively affect his sanity, hopefully. that That is quite true. All right, and then hopes and fears for Oliver. My short term for hope is that basically 13 can be at least preserved, if not saved. 
like that uh, Murph's greatest fear does not come true. Okay. That you don't have to put a bullet in the old boy? Uh, and that his fear is that we have to put a, put, a, put a bullet in the old boy. All right. Then this dovetails great into Ginger. Hopes and fears. Oh, hey. Should I do my derangement real quick? Yes. All right. So my grand new derangement is Kamikaze. I, I love the name. Give us an explanation. So, obviously, my first level of derangement is that I need to be near people or else they're going to get hurt. It is overprotectiveness. People out of my sight that I care about get hurt, so I need to stay near them. Second level of derangement is, obviously, being near them isn't enough. I need to put myself into the most dangerous position to be able to protect them. Excellent. All right. The, the tiny girl is now the tank. I got this. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that is my second level of derangement. To make this survivable, I suggest that the rest of the party realize and try to stop this uh, whenever possible. Can't I just enchant her instead? With oh. ugly sweater protection. <laughs> <laughs> sweater oh, of armor. Oh, what? You think we won't stop her? This is going to get more people killed. <laughs> yes, this is our natural oh. impulse. I'm just going to jump out in front and say, what are you going to do? Shoot me? It's called Leapfrog. Everyone <laughs> everyone is trying to steal the live grenade from each other. Amazing. Yeah, he's sax plays in the background. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so pretty much. So, hopes and fears. My hope is that 13 is dealt with in some capacity. Ooh. Either... He's going to, you know, stay there and not be harmful to anyone. We bust him out and he's okay. Or he has to get put down. Fear is everybody stops me from dealing with him. Interesting. Okay, so your fear is unresolved business, a.k.a. 13. Correct. Unresolved business is, is pretty accurate because there's also a bit of a fear that the actions that I took to, in my mind, save Oliver last week were inconsequential. You are afraid that murdering those two people and getting that notorious gambler to uh, despise him forever were, uh, were inconsequential? I don't currently yet know that that gambler despises him for forever. So we'll see what happens. First thing that happens when Oliver gets in the car after unloading a million pounds of quarters, I think that woman despises me. <laughs> All right. Matt, hopes and fears for Jamie. Jamie's got a new fear that stems from an old hope. She's made friends, and she feels like they're all sincerely her friends, but she's scared that her life is going to completely change. Like, she might not do the one thing that she's found that's her pattern, going to different places and meeting new people. She feels like the anchors of friendship might be a new fear. So fear of commitment that Val's going to ball and chain her down. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Something like that. Something right. like that. Oh, oh, that's just what you're going to do. You're just going to break Valsar and then you're going to leave. Maybe, but probably not. That's what she's scared of anyway. All right. So you were once afraid of your lack of ties and now you are afraid that you are tied to a sinking boulder. All right, Val. Hope so. Okay. Oh, I, I've been I've been sitting on these for a while. So Val's got a new longer term hope, and I'm going to call it not another drop. Val's going to stop drinking. 
drinking is how she opens up and she just did and got shot down so hard with her i don't i'm afraid of people leaving oh yeah i'm gonna leave one day well all right have fun with the dts yeah, and that that obviously is only going to come into play when um, she has the opportunity and or the temptation to drink. A.K.A. when she has a desire to express some sort of emotion. I, I think it will, again, only come up when there is the opportunity to do it. Like, if, if they are sitting in the in the saloon, right, and she can order a drink and she has to resist that, that's when that fear will come up. Like, I, I'm not going to roleplay it out that any, you know, any session where she doesn't drink, oh, she she, she fulfilled her hope. Right, right. And and uh, fears? So the, the more temporary hope and fear for just this session is, her hope is that they leave without trying to get 13 out. Okay. Better. And her fear is, they're gonna have to leave real fast. Because they fucked something up. Your hope is to leave 13 where he is. Yeah. Okay. Fun facts. Start with Val. Val's fun fact is... I, officially, she was fired from the San Diego Zoo. So she was officially fired for assaulting a guest, specifically a child. Why did I think that you were going to say she was fired for assaulting a penguin? I don't know, <laughs> and she would never fucking do that. What is wrong with you? And Ginger... So Murph's fun fact this week is she is blacklisted from several pet stores in Alabama. Don't ask. I, you can't do that to the puppies. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I need to ask. Put the puppies back. And I imagine you two are going to have to have some sort of weird pajama, uh, pajama hangout in which you discuss these horrifying events that happened in your past. Might be a good conversation for Pancake Breakfast. Hello. I can't imagine someone blacklisting a, a girl for putting a giant jacket full of puppies. Trying to walk out with a jacket full of puppies? I think eh. they might. Yeah, they, they probably would. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Fun fact about Jamie. Interest in geology stems from when she took a school field trip, when she was in third grade with all the other orphan kids in the poor school, and she found a teeny tiny meteorite. Excellent. Oliver. So on the same line of... Jamie, I think Oliver actually awakened really young with mind. And it basically, he started to partition his mind when he was really young because he realized that he, between like really divisive parents, church and school, uh, maintaining identity and integrating into local culture, like he started being like two people as a young child. Huh. Okay. Congratulations on truly internalizing your own oppression. So, you guys have gotten your payday. Your $20,000 in quarters. And you are heading away from Reno, I believe, towards... I believe towards Lake Tahoe? And a little... a little asylum there? Yeah, I was, I was gonna ask just one... if I can do, like, one thing, just claim that I've done it before we leave. What's that? that? Because... Uh, Vincent is staying behind to do his mysterious business. I want to like, oh, shake his hand and look him deep in the eye and basically try to use improvised magic to like keep a bead on him so I can tell if he dies or like gets in horrible pain or something. What's your correspondence? None. Okay, then that wouldn't work so much. Well, 
that that's the thing is I want to I want to try start diving into correspondence. I know it's not going to work okay. very well. Okay, so you so you want it's an want effort to, I am making. You're making an effort for for improvised magic on correspondence one. You could implant the suggestion that he really needs to call you if he runs into any trouble. Hmm, that's a good idea. <laughs> yeah, give me an improvised magic check and take a paradox. Give me a check for the correspondence part of that on improvised magic, and that will be Wins Insight. Okay, so to be clear, we all know Vincent is staying behind then. Yes, Vincent has sent you guys a message saying, I have a thing, I need to deal with it, I need to deal with it alone. It might take a day or two, and you won't be able to find me. This deeply displeases me. Um, I got three successes on that. Okay, uh, three successes is good enough. You you feel like you can sort of you have, you have a vague sort of empathic link. You think when things upset Vincent greatly, you have some inkling of of uh, something going on. Yeah, I'm basically just hoping to know if like he starts bleeding out somewhere, so we can yeah. you know figure that out. So you can worry. <laughs> Whilst hundreds of miles away. Okay. And the rest of you are driving down to a little asylum at Lake Tahoe. Or near it. Prior to us all jumping in the car, I would like to have a quick conversation with Oliver if possible. Uh, hey, Oliver? Oh, yes? Can you... Do, do you think that you have anything that could either help me sleep real well or help me stay up? For like days. Well, well, both. But why, if I may ask, that that tends to be the clincher in these kind of cases. Um, I did, I did a real bad thing last night. I believe we all might have been somewhat complicit in a very bad thing last night, but you have to remember that those men did kill someone, two people, in fact. Right. Um. I. <clears throat> so, so imagine this, right? You're looking at this whole situation that's going on in front of you. It's about to get real crazy. I, I remember this very clearly. Okay, but did you see both of those guys dying? And then you also saw all of the cops dying. And then you also saw everybody dying. And then you also saw everybody living? Well, not, not so many words. I suppose those were possibilities, but they didn't run through my head specifically. Did, did that occur to you? Yeah, in like literal terms. Um, and I, I knew that if the cops lost, those men would get away. And like you said, they've, they've, they've killed people, and people that kill people should should pay for that. Um. Well, ideally, we, they could go through the criminal justice system, and I, I know it's not perfect, but it might be slightly better than dying. Are you saying that you decided who died? That, in so many words, that is precisely what I'm saying. But, hear me out. Um, no, I'm not saying you made the wrong choice. I just, I didn't realize you had that sort of power. I would like to pretend like I didn't know. Okay, that's that's something I can help with. Also, uh, Oliver just like grabs you and picks you up off the ground, and gives you a big bear hug. Yeah, that's 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 the good stuff. So, I vote we take a two-pronged approach. First, 
next time you do feel like sleeping, what I'm going to do is make sure your dreams are good. I've got something for that. But until then, I can absolutely keep you awake. You feel sleepy? Not really. I mean, it's only been like a night without sleep, and my record's like much longer. Well, that's not great, but the moment you start to feel a little droopy, you take one of these. It's something Val cooked up, but don't tell her I took it. Um, okay. Yeah, sure. I think it's made of powder, chupacabra or something. Uh, yeah, okay, that's fair. Um, but my my reasoning, right, was like, now that they're they're gone, and they're taken care of, and they clearly were the ones that did this murder, now Tina won't come after you anymore, right? Yeah, yes. You... You really did that to protect me? Uh, Ring of uh, truth. You, you shouldn't have. <laughs> but I, I really appreciate it. Yes, I'm lying through my teeth. No, 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 no. The words you shouldn't have really do ring true. Yes. On the, oh, yeah, I'm totally safe now statement. Give me a one die paradox roll. Tis an eight. Taking a look at a card, it's a joker. I just look down at the card. I look back at Oliver. Why do you insist on making this difficult? Well, I don't know why I'm not safe. <laughs> I just know that that may not have, uh, how, how, how do you say, uh, solved all of loose ends. But it certainly solved some of them. Oliver, like, smiles because they're, like, <laughs> you know, reassuring. You did, you did some good. But I, I did a murder to, to help you, and you're saying it probably didn't help that much. Oh, it helped plenty. Look, there was no way we were gonna get out of that clean. If you expect to 100% squeaky clean win out of everything, you're gonna spend your whole life doubting and fussing about things never could have been changed. And I understand that that might be difficult for you. Things normally do come out a little cleaner for you, I've seen. But you're gonna yep. have to get used to getting a little dirty. Squeak I would prefer you clean. didn't uh, get quite so dirty. I I hope that we don't have to engage in any more gunplay or violence, but you'll be okay. Mm-hmm. As long as, as long as everybody else is okay. Well, yeah. You gotta remind yourself the good that comes out of your actions, not just the bad. All right. I, I give her a roll of quarters. <laughs> because you are flush with quarters. Is there an arcade? And I just kind of wander off. But you have to get in the car. I know. I start to wonder. <laughs> no, no, no. There's one up the road. Oh, <laughs> we'll take, all right. We'll take, a, we'll take a rest break. Don't you worry. It's been a long time since I've played that uh, that game with the where you get on the back. You head down the road. Is there anything that anyone one wants to stop on, on the way or handle on the way down? Yes. What's that? Plies for puppy. You stop by a pet store? I absolutely. Okay, I do also want to get the, the lizards that I mentioned before wanting to buy a delivered rather than you can't have things delivered so easily to your home yeah not easily okay You're probably okay. gonna have to pay a nice pretty penny for it but okay usps delivers everywhere i mean everywhere there's roads no okay. everywhere donkeys. all right yeah you will get a horseback delivery from some pony express motherfucker in about uh, in about a week. Yep, that's why they are so important to the United States. Expend two temporary resources. This particular uh, 
Mailman will either be one of the most adventurous, heroic mailmen you've ever met, or incredibly disgruntled. I and... imagine we have met a couple of times. Oh, I'm hoping for like hair blowing in the breeze, leather jacket mailman who's just like, ma'am. <laughs> okay, that is ordered, and the dog is not eating yet. He kind of like raises one eye from the back of the car when, when you put food down and gives a uh, Okay, fast food for the puppy. Got it. Burgers. (laughs) I stay so far away from the dog. So far. Yep. Yep, you are in the front seat. Dog is in back. I'll sit in the back seat with Pupper. Stare deeply into his eyes. Try to to pet, but I have bad animal can. Once we get loaded up, I bring up that there's like really cool crystals around Lake Tahoe. That you want to check Uh, out? Yeah, I, well, there's a crystal mine I know about. Okay. If you guys want to go. But I don't know if it's before the asylum or after the asylum in terms of location. So It would probably be more efficient to get to the asylum first. Especially okay. as, especially as, as uh, you don't know when visiting hours end. When Jamie says that, Val says, uh, yeah, that, that sounds good. You have fun, Jamie. <laughs> okay. The drive there only takes about two hours. No, actually about an hour. We're out to Lake Tahoe, about an hour. With stops and everything, an hour and a half. And when you get there, the place is not the state-run hellhole that you were expecting. It is, it's a fairly old building, but it has large green grounds, perfectly trimmed grass, lakeside view, and a pond in the middle of the large yard. And there are people, most of them are wearing, like, sort of white bathrobes, sitting about behind the gates. The gate is 14 feet tall, wrought iron, a white cinder block covered in stucco wall. And outside, tied to a tree, there is a a gray donkey. A donkey must have went insane. (laughs) Well, it's outside the asylum. Uh, It's close enough, close enough. It's okay. on the cusp. <laughs> Does it look healthy? You guys are on the on the side away from the lake. It's set next to a water trough, drinking. It has a bag of oats nearby. It's old, you can tell. Hey Did guys, you... I think Elf's gonna get me a donkey if we burn this place down. <laughs> Worth it. Horse theft. Great. <laughs> it doesn't need to be theft if everybody's dead. Uh, still oh my counts. god, who are you, me? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Whoa. This got so grisly so quick for... That's how I got a puppy last time. (laughs) Uh, Your animal sanctuary is just the leftover pets of people you've murdered. (laughs) Perfect. I still need those sheep from Frankie's farm. (laughs) 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 Anyways, okay. Yeah, no, after seeing that it's fine, Pyle's not going to say anything about it. Okay. There is a little call box on the gate. Should, Should I? Yeah, somebody should who's not me. Take a swing at it, Morph. Okay, um, I will go over to the little call box. Is this the kind of call box that, like, you dial by a name or just, like, a press a button to talk to somebody inside? Press a button and it buzzes. Got it. I will press the button. Voice comes on. It, it's a uh, woman's voice. Hi, can I help you? Hi, uh, my name is Murph. 
Uh, and we're here to um, visit a patient. You want to visit a patient? Okay. What's this patient's name? His, well, the name that we know him by is 13. Hold on. Let me look this up. Oh, okay. We don't have a last name for him. But, yeah, I think that he might appreciate a visitor. Okay. One moment. And shortly after, a, a large woman with a genuine smile flanked by two very strong-looking orderlies comes to the gate. I just look back at everybody and shoot them a real big thumbs up. They open the gate and, and they say, well, come with me. I believe he's in his room. Sure thing. Everybody. Is this a drive through situation or a, like, we're parked and now we're all standing around? You are parked. There is no, there it is sidewalk inside, not vehicle space. Is the pupper in the shade? Or, yeah. or can we bring him with? Doesn't seem to be any, any rule against that. Don't let him chase the ducks. Oh, of course. And she nods and patients often respond well to the dogs. So I've heard. It's good research mm-hmm. on that. Come on in. She it takes you into one of the buildings and, and along a short hallway, opens up into a uh, what looks like looks to be almost like a large living room with two beds divided by a curtain. And there are two men in the room, each uh, hanging up by a bed. One of them is 13. The other is a handsome albino with stitches in his lips. Like closed? No, 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 no. His lips aren't stitched closed. As in cuts on his lips. A pair of cuts on his lips have been stitched up. Okay. Much less creepy. Yes. And he's kind of staring off out of a window. 13 looks up when he sees you guys, and he looks not exactly pleased to see you. He kind of like looks to the ground and then looks away for a second, and then he says, Oh, um, hi. Should we leave this to Murph, everyone? She knows what she's doing. Mm, it's fine by me. If, if you could, that would be that would be nice. Got this, Murph. I'm going to talk, talk to this other gentleman. He looks interesting. Thirteen looks at you and says, "Yeah, he's from a uh, he's from back home." And okay. he gives you he gives you a look. Now he's he's piqued my interest. I'm going to go over with Oliver. Talk to that guy. Can Which... I incite that look? <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> I wonder what that look was. Is this a He's an interesting guy, or he's going to murder you. Don't touch him. Give me, give me a roll. I'm con- rolling consistently tonight. Three successes. All right. This is the very specific look of, I don't know who, as someone somewhere is setting us up. Like us, as in the town, or like just me and you? Yeah. The people here. The look doesn't communicate that much. Are you going for telepathy here? No, I'm, I'm not going to go that far. But okay. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to nod back. Okay. All right. So you head over to have that conversation, which will be one curtain away from this other conversation. And which shall we handle first? Maybe, maybe Murph and Thirteen can like go outside, so we're not like eavesdropping. Yeah, if at all possible, that would be fantastic. Thirteen is wearing a just wearing his paper gown right now, and at the suggestion, he he grabs his white bathrobe and ties it in the front, and says, "Uh, yeah, let's let, let's go for a walk." All right. It. It's a it's really nice view outside. It is. This is a, it's a nice place. Yeah, and I can see that. You guys head out towards the gates overlook the lake. Like, basically, it's, it, it, it is the facility includes a little pier that you can look through the bars and you can, you can see directly down, down in the, into the water. Nice. That sounds pretty. 
he's walking along and says, uh, I appreciate you, you coming down here. Uh, yeah, um, are you okay? Maybe. Maybe okay for the first time in a while. I, uh, I met a girl. Well, maybe's a good place to start. Um, you, you met a girl? Yeah. Here. Here, like, like, in this place? Yeah. Here. Gotcha. Okay, well, um, congrats. Maybe this place is safe. I don't know. Yeah. Um, listen, 13, I, I just, I want to say that I'm really sorry for what I said to you back in town. That maybe you should keep, you know, keep moving on. That, that was really mean. Um, it's just true. And just because it's true doesn't mean that I need to say it. Oh, somebody had to say it. Um, I'm no good for most people, but maybe I found some people that I might be good for. Oh, what do you mean? He points over to a uh, very thin woman with long black hair that is sitting with her uh, back to you guys. Looks like she's arranging something and hasn't seen you guys yet. Is that her? That's her. What's her name? That's uh, Suzanne. Suzanne. Oh, okay. You want to meet her? Of course. He walks over and stands next to her. And when she notices he's there, she smiles and, and stands up quickly. And then instead of hugging him, she just leans her head against his, against his shoulder for a second. And then grabs the basket she was setting up and... and Grabs him by the hand and starts pulling him back back towards the little spot by the fence. She does not seem to have noticed you yet. Gotcha. Um, I'll just... <clears throat> uh, Suzanne, hi. Um, my name is... My name is Moira. It's nice to meet you. She looks at you and says, Murph? Right. Are you sure it's safe here for you? For me? Well, it's it's so good to meet you. So good to meet you. What, what do you mean? 13, what does she mean? Um... I've just told her. I told her about the sort of things that happen around me. Oh, well, have you told her that I am his polar opposite? He nods, and, and as she looks at you and, and says, Well, I mean, weren't you there when those other things happened? Some of them, not all, and I, I definitely went rather far out of my way to try to help and prevent some of those things um, definitely negated some things and I I know for a fact that I made some things worse no no you don't understand I I'm not saying that that you weren't there that you had done less than you could it's just I I don't know if people are safe around him death walks with him you're you're not wrong (laughs) I wish that I could I could pretend like um, you were wrong, but um, you see, Suzanne, I'm a terrible, terrible liar. Oh, there's no need for that here. I mean, where can you be honest if not in a madhouse? I, yeah, something like that. But so you're afraid that I'm not safe here, but you feel safe. Of course. And if you don't mind me asking, why is that? Well, because I want to die. Oh. Uh, don't don't look at me like that. I would never kill myself. Oh, right. Um, but you would 
You want something to happen to you, and that's why you're associating. No, that's just why I'm not afraid. Oh. God will release me when he feels that I have suffered enough. And if if he's sent 13 into my life to end it, then he's blessed me. And if not, then I have nothing to fear. I stare her dead in the eyes, and I use my protection from accidental heart mobility. Well, I'm sure whatever god you believe in will release you when your time comes, but um, let's try to hold on a little bit longer. Can we? I don't need to try. I, I just, I have a sense of peace here, and I know that it's 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 our it's our job to to live out the lives that to live through the things that he has planned for us to to make the sacrifice of living and and maybe we can do some good on the way right yeah you're you're right we should definitely go out of our way to do the good that we can and 13 i imagine you you feel like you're doing some good not yet, but I might as well try. I don't know. I think that uh, I think that maybe somebody else got plans for me. As Suzanne wrinkles her, wrinkles her nose at that. Um, who do you mean? Thirteen kind of cocks his head to the side a little bit and they raise up the one hand in sort of a claw-like gesture. Is that supposed to mean something? Mm. Our friend. Which one? one? I have one. many friends. The one who uh, got me out here in the first place. The one who hired me. Yeah, we need to talk about that. Um, who? Samuel. You didn't know? Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. And what exactly did he hire you to do? He said, uh, just helping some people out. All I have to do is do my best and be myself. Right. Try and help the people he sets me up with. Ah, yeah, no, that, that makes sense. Um, Suzanne, can I borrow him for, like, five minutes? She gives you a really, like, halfway withering look. Then she nods and says, Yeah, yeah, sure. And she looks at him and says, I'll be here whenever you get back. And you notice that she's got a, in the basket, she's got got a little uh, little picnic set up. It's got a pot of tea and uh, some fruit. Okay, well, that's real cute. Um, 13, what, what exactly happened? Well, after I ran, he, he found me in the desert. Mammon, right? Yeah. Okay, go on. And he said that uh, said that I'd been water a long time, and that he had a job that was perfect for me. Okay, and supposed to help these people out here, you know, right? Yeah, help a couple of guys do a job, steal a couple gems from some rich people. Gotcha. Okay, and those were two homeless-looking gentlemen? Who? What? No. No, I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, right. You guys got compromised by those guys. Right. Carry on. What? Who? No, no. I... Well, I, I went and we we did the job. And we were on our way back to the bus stop. And well, we were having, having a bit of an argument. What was the argument about? It was about who we were stealing from. Ah, okay. 
Was it that you didn't want to, maybe somebody didn't want to make these people angry? No, no, no. It just felt like betrayal, you know. How so? I found out who was on the other side of this little bet. I wasn't entirely happy about it, but it didn't didn't seem that bad. But we talked and I thought we had it worked out, but uh, must not. Gotcha. Okay, so back to, you were heading back to the bus stop, and then you had this argument. He looks away and he says, and then I shot him. You? You shot them? He nods, but it looks like there's a question in his eyes. Yeah, yeah, I shot him. Did, did you pull the trigger yourself, like, physically? Uh, yeah. Do I believe that, based on that look? Give me a wits insight roll. Four successes. You believe that he thinks it's true, but he doesn't seem certain. Yeah, okay. That kind of tracks with some other stories that I've heard from him in the past, though. Okay, so so you shot them, these two people that were helping you on this job, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's what I confessed. I'm tired of running. I just wanted something clean for once. Look, I'm, I'm not going to get away with it anymore. So, uh, figured I'd come clean. I should, at this point, probably point out that, um, I don't believe the cops believe you did it. Why not? Well, those, those details aren't important. Mm, I, I'll understand. I wouldn't worry about it too, too much. Um, but there's a, there's a possibility that they might not believe that you did it, just so you know. Did Oliver talk him into it? No, Oliver would never. Oh, that doesn't make any sense. Look, I'm a terrible liar. Yes, Oliver talked them into it. But you should know that they already didn't believe that you did it. It didn't take that much convincing. I don't understand why they wouldn't believe it. I mean... Because you you didn't do it. What? I don't believe you actually shot them. I think one of them shot the other. Wait, one of those guys shot the other guy? Well, then, how'd that guy get shot? Look, I don't know. I just, I don't believe that you actually did it. Sometimes my memory's got holes in it. Yeah. He is against the wall. The first bullet goes through his leg, and he drops down. And he's desperately whispering something into a crack in the wall. And you walk up behind him, and you have a very clear shot from behind. I, I take the shot, and I just say, this is for Vincent. And you shoot in the back of the head? So he starts to push the, the guy out of the way, and the cops shoot him in the head. As the, the cops shoot, shoot him, him in the head, another cop fires at the same time. And you see a bullet come out of the younger man from behind. You have a feeling it was a ricochet. Both of them drop to the ground. Stare, and I can't help, like, tears. And I just turn to Val. With great power comes great responsibility. Yeah, um, I'm guessing those holes include these homeless people that I've talked about, obviously. Oh, homeless people? I, I don't remember anything about. You don't remember getting robbed? Uh, no. Well, you were. And that's how they ended up, uh, kicking the old bucket. But, um, well, those they... are well... also taken care of. What, what, what'd they steal? 
uh, those those gems. They stole them away from the people that stole them. It was oh, a very yeah. it was a layered heist. No, I've I've got the gems. Oh, you don't. He reaches into his robe pocket and he pulls out a really nice gem box. Uh, can you open that, please? He opens it and there is a ruby and a sapphire in there. Ha 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 ha. Indeed. Can I borrow that for a moment, please? Oh, I don't need him anymore. You yes, that, thank you. And I will take them and I'll put them in my giant pockets in my dad's jacket. <laughs> oh my god. I was right. I was right the entire time. What do you mean? I said it. What if they took the wrong thing? I said, what if they didn't have the real thing? But no, everybody said, why would there just be another ruby and a sapphire? God, I'm a good criminal. What, you mean... You mean somebody found the fakes? Yes! Yes! Ah, Thirteen! God! Just just tell me that I'm a good criminal. Sure, that you're fine with whatever you put your mind to. That's... You know what? Close enough. We also gotta talk about this suicide by osmosis. Uh, Suzanne has a different way of looking at things, and I can't really say she's wrong. How like living served served me too well. We're gonna need to go ahead and stop talking that way, shall we? Don't worry, I'm not going anywhere. I mean, if anything, it seemed like don't get my ticket out of here for quite a while. Okay, yes. Stay put. This place is nice. You have Suzanne. But don't go causing other people to kill themselves via you. There's a... I don't know if you're aware. I would hope that you're aware. There is a weight that is going to sit on your shoulders and in your brain from their deaths that are directly your fault. He looks at you with a sort of a a a look of ashamed acknowledgement. Like, I've been living with that my whole life. Yeah, really yeah, I, we're it. all kind of on the, on the guilt We're all carrying plenty of guilt. I've done some ludicrous things to try to save you, though, Thirteen, so could you at least do me this favor? Look, I tried to go to the last place on Earth so that I wouldn't bother anybody, and it didn't work. Yeah, I know. You, You tried. You have tried really, really hard, and I appreciate that. Just, just please stay out of trouble. Stay put. Don't move. It's the plan. At least until the next job. That should be a while. No, no, you should you should not go on that next job. I highly recommend you stay here and stay safe. And I wanna try to pull an Oliver move. <laughs> <laughs> Do you wanna try and pull a improvised Entropy 5 effect to curse him to always keep returning to the spot as long as it's nice? Just to to get him to stay here and stop taking dangerous jobs. Oliver's dipping into correspondence, I'm trying to dip into mind. Ah. Well, I mean, you can do that with Entropy. Oh, okay. Entropy 5 actually will affect Entropy affecting thoughts, Entropy affecting fates. You can... But it won't. Okay, so here's a legitimate question. It won't curse him to like run back into this building if it's on fire or something, right? No, it just you could 
fate him to always wind up back here, back to here when he is safe here. Okay, yes, I would like to try to do that. Okay, uh, that will be an automatic paradox. Okay. And then that will be a resolve plus insight. Resolve insight, got it, one sec. Eesh. Sprinkle some willpower on that? Yeah, um, I can only burn two, it looks like, right? Yes, but remember, you get you, you can get four for that. Or, I have never burnt aggravated. You could burn an egg. To and get automatic six successes. Six successes. Actually, I'm sorry, eight successes. Yeah. You activate, activate your, uh, your bless on top of it. I'm gonna do that. Okay. Take an aggravated willpower damage. Because this and, means the and, world to me right now. And two paradox. Got it. As long as this place is safe for him, he will always return here. Excellent. He looks back at Suzanne and he says, kind of got a date. I see that. You two stay safe, okay? He nods and says, uh, I'll do what I can. And walks away and sits by the little bars across the water with the uh, clearly insane woman. And they seem happy. Yeah, and I just look at them wistfully. Okay. Back to the other room. Oliver and Jamie and Val. There's an albino with cut-up lips. Looks to be a, about 30 in remarkably good shape, other than the uh, damage to his face and possibly some burns around his lips. He is strikingly handsome. A scale of a <laughs> one, to, 1 to 10, he's a, a, a 9 or a 10? What are we talking he would be a nine and a half if it weren't for, you know, being all fucked up. He's like something to write home about. Oliver, give me a wit's insight roll. I was going to say, I wanted to do something else, but I was going to have to minus die because I'm distracted. <laughs> um, wit's insight? Yes. Well then, I hope that... Ah, so three successes, but also... Uh... Oh, is that is that double, double paradox? Double paradox. Okay, we need a new flaw for you. Oh boy! <laughs> Either this is going to, going to be a mind magic backlash, or a new paradox flaw. I think that I want this scene to be less messy, and so I'm going to give you the flaw instead. Yeah, that sounds uh, good to me. It's going to be reverse telepathy. You have a habit of spewing your thoughts out Boy. into other people's heads. Uh, is it only when I'm trying to read them? No, it's uh, whenever the first die that you roll is a four, five, or six. That's going to be hard to remember. How about if the first die I roll fails? No, because it happens on good rolls as often as bad. Okay. So just I'll four, try five. To remember that. <laughs> just fives and sixes on your first die will cause you to spill random thoughts into the ether and people will hear them. Oh, everyone? <laughs> yes. Great. They will hear them as, as though you were whispering them. Mm. Mm. <laughs> but I, I, I know what he's thinking about, and I'm going to like immediately whisper this to everyone, I guess. You, it's not that you know what he's thinking about. Right, I, this I, was, I get a read. This wasn't for reading his personality at all. Oh. This is for noticing a remarkable familial resemblance to another certain albino back home. Oh, okay. 
your boss, Foreman Herman Suarez. Oh shoot! So this this would probably be his son. That About I the took right the age. room of. Yes. He wasn't a doctor, was he? He he just. That room belonged to Herman's father. His son's room was upstairs. Oh yeah yeah right 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 okay. He he did not speak of his son in any of the casual interactions that you had. Oh, I, I thought he mentioned told us his son was dead. Yep. That's oh. all he said. Mm-hmm. Anyway, the guy kind of looks at you and says, Good afternoon. Uh, who are you? I'm Jamie. Pleased to meet you. Uh, pleasure's all mine. Is there anything I can help you with? Well, 13 said you're from the same place as us. Had never seen you around the town. Have you been up here a long time? I've been away for a while. Uh, lots happened since then. How long have you been gone? Oh, eight years. Been a been a hard few years, but I seem to have uh, ended up where I am supposed to be. He sarcastically gestures to his abode. Hi there, all of the Halderson. I'm sensing that this wasn't entirely your choice. This uh, reason you're supposed to be here. He says. I suppose I can honestly say that it was entirely my choice. Sounds like an interesting yawn. Would you be willing to spin it? Give me a manipulation insight. And let me know if you want to throw any magic at that. Uh, no. No, 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 no magic on this. No compulsion? Well, actually, just a face you can trust, actually. Ah, there are two extra dice on that, then. Welp. Uh, that turned it from a success to a fail. <laughs> Do you care to manipulate that role in any way? I do. I'm going to throw one willpower at it just to try to risk Just it. one? Just one. Really? All right. This Oliver's is... not terribly invested in this. Okay. <laughs> oh, son of a gun. All right. Yeah. <laughs> he fails. He says, I can, I can tell you that nobody ends up here for, uh, for how many, having too many sunny days, whatever the weather may be in Reno. But... Uh, they tell me that this is where I belong, and I'd like to disagree. My wife wouldn't. He gestures to his face. Oliver winces a little bit and realizes that he sort of uh, overstepped slightly and uh, not so gracefully exit the conversation. Oh, oh, if you don't mind, I'm just going to have a quick look around and try to you know, sort of gander around the room to see if there's anything like sneaky going on, like, I don't know, hidden cameras or something, because he's all spooked. Yeah. Give me an investigation plus wits check. Carry on with your conversation, y'all. I'm only looking at these pots. Jamie, Val, you're there as well. Okay, the window looks out towards the lake, right? The window is high up and small, but yes, it looks over over the lake. Okay, would I be able to see distantly Murph in 13? No. No, No? it it looks the other direction. All right, yeah, no, that's, that's my idea was that Val's not going to be involved in this conversation. She's going to pull a Vincent, sort of cross her arms, look intimidating? Not intimidating, but like, be on guard. Okay. And Jamie? Jamie's finally happy to uh, meet somebody handsome. She's going to chat him up. She's going to try to flirt. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Day ever. Right? Jamie can flirt? Nope. <laughs> not try. one bit. How long did you... Uh, Stay in Reno? How long have you been here? Been here maybe eight months. The rest of the time was in Reno with my wife. Oh, what's your wife's name? Is uh, she Gra- from... Uh, oh, Gracie. Gracie. 
I think we met her when we were in Reno. That's hilarious. The world is uh, large and small at the same time. Is she overly cheerful? Does she work at, uh, what was the name of the casino elf? Diamond Rain. Diamond Rain, that's right. He's he's looking with an obvious sort of a look of awkwardness and, and pain. She says, I don't know if I would always call her cheerful, but she can has a smile that lights up a room. Can I roll to see if I notice his uh, yes. discomfort? With insight. Aw, oh, man, even I could tell he's pained. Yep, barely. He seems vaguely upset. You're not uh, sure why or, or about what, but there's definitely an upset look there. Well, the hot guy I wanted flirted with is married. Darn. Okay, well, I'm going to get out of here. <laughs> going back uh, to my car. Anybody want to go with? So, there's the bit about what Oliver finds. I spent three willpower and got two successes. Well, you find a picture. A picture of him and Gracie Mars in a little plastic frame. It has been torn up and put back together. Well, oh wait, was it four, five, and six? Or just five and six? It was four, five, and six. Do rerolls count on garbage spewing? I say yes. At least this time they do. What are your thoughts? The thoughts are basically just everyone here is in the room like, you know, like Oliver standing right next to them. Looks like they had a rough patch. Yeah, no shit. You can say that. She tried to kill me. Well, I can't imagine why they'd send you here for uh, someone attempting to murder you. Nah, I tried to kill me too, but no. I was already here when she tried. She still comes back sometimes. That's gotta make for awkward visits. They let her come on the premises still? I didn't bother to tell them. I just let them think what they were going to think. I did it to myself. That I tried to eat glass. I guess that's a way to get her to keep her visiting pass. Well, I can say you're you're in good company now with your roommate. Might just get your wish. I don't understand. Oh, he's just an unlucky fellow. That's incredibly vague and... Mildly concerning. Uh, look, I don't have a lot of people to talk to around here. Why don't we uh, have a conversation? Let's go for a walk. Sure. Tell me about this place. Do you like it here? It's a nice place to relive the worst moments of one's life every day. There's nothing to distract him. Yeah. That sounds like a no. Is there anything specific about the place that, uh, besides, you know, the not being allowed to leave and... I assume not being allowed to have any sharp objects. He smiles and he, and he says, in some ways it's the same as any place. Worst thing about it is me. Well, I suppose in that case, it doesn't matter where you go. Hey, might be... I think it might be time for Grace to go home. You say you're from there? Uh, current residence is there, yes. I, I would say I'm new to the community, but I'm establishing myself as a pillar of the doctor, you know. He nods, says... I don't think this city is good for her anymore. I don't, I don't think, think she's good for me. Good for anyone. Sorry, what was that? I said, I don't think she's good for me. You're right about Reno. Well, she seemed to be uh, averse to uh, heading home. Do you think that's because of the devil's navel bit or the uh, being reluctant to leave you behind? I think that she's spending too much time here with her own torment and being a part of mine. Well, I'll tell you, I mentioned going home to her. She did not take it very well. Wouldn't imagine she would. You got any pointers or strong arguments I can use for her? 
maybe coming from a third party, they'll be more useful. Sits there and uh, and thinks for a second and says, "I guess I'd tell her that uh, we lost our family, and the family she got left is there. Reno's a dead place, living with that ghost." Puts on an easy smile. Do you smoke? Are you allowed to smoke here? Encouraged. He uh, pulls out a pack of cigarettes. I, I look around quickly to make sure Murph can't see me. <laughs> Do I see him? They went for a walk. They are they are walking around the duck pond. Ooh, good, because <laughs> I got a conversation to have. <laughs> you have just ended your conversation with 13 and are walking away. Give me a... Or what's awareness? What's awareness? Got two? Okay. You don't notice at first. You don't notice until uh, until he's halfway through the cigarette. Son of a gun. So in about about two minutes from now. <sighs> Oliver. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> um, I, I I promise this gentleman that I will you know make a passing comment to support his idea. This is that town should belong to her. It's her birthright. Really? Who who can? Well, her birth name is Gracie Finn. Oh, I, I made an acquaintance with the mayor and his wife. Mayor nothing. I mean, he's only mayor because he owns the whole damn place. That does tend to put a damper on politics. If you wouldn't mind, I don't know if you were aware, but... Uh, actually, are Jamie and Val still with me? Did Jamie go back to the truck? No, I got the fuck out of there. I didn't want to go in there in the first place. <laughs> I don't well, I don't know what Val did, but I told Val, hey, I'm going back to the truck. Uh-huh, sounds good. Okay, dope. Let's go see that donkey. <laughs> yeah, no, Val doesn't follow. Oh, okay. Val. I'm going to go check out the donkey. All right. The donkey seems quite friendly and wouldn't seem to mind if he wrote it. Cool. I and try riding the donkey. It goes for a leisurely stroll around... It, it doesn't seem to listen to commands very well, but it goes for a leisurely stroll and around the outside of the grounds and then comes back. Like it's been that way many times before. Awesome. I investigate what I can around the outside of the grounds while I'm leisurely donking. What's the appropriate okay. word for donking? Riding? Riding? Yeah, riding. I guess. I don't yes. know. On a donkey, Super. one rides. Okay. Give me an investigation check. So at many spots along the way, you can hear the conversations of, of inmates on the inside. Ahem, patience. <laughs> yes. Patience. At one point, you do find a small patch of disturbed earth, very near the wall. We're talking anthill? Manhole size? Like, somebody has secret patches for a car? What's what's the scope here? Shoebox size? But interestingly, like, could be reached from inside the bars. Like, you could reach your hand through a section of where the wall has given given way to gate, and you could, uh, you could touch this patch of earth. Oh. Interesting. When I get done with my donkey ride, I'll get my little shovel in and investigate it. Okay. Actually, who am I kidding? I've got to pull that shovel on me. Hey, check it out. See if uh, it's more, if there's anything buried. There is a little shoebox, and inside it, there is a file and a gun. <laughs> like a paper file or like a bricks and bars pile, file? L- like an iron file. Like Any note? Nope. I go ahead and put that right back and wipe it off before uh, a <laughs> put the gun back in its in its hiding spot. Yeah, some somebody else obviously has got some plans. <laughs> you don't want to interrupt their plans of probable murder. 
I'd nope. be loath to get in the way. Staying <laughs> the hell out of that one. Okay. That is my spot. All right. Um, I, I'm assuming you leave the, you leave the bullets as well. It's a good question. No, I go ahead and empty the gun. So you empty the gun. You take you, you take the bullets. You leave the gun in the file. Yeah. So they'll have to bust out of here here with an unloaded gun. Yep. Okay. Back to Val first. Yeah, Val's extremely uncomfortable in this place. Shrinks make her nervous. Oh, what about the crazies? Eh, I mean, I live in Umbligo del Diablo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that... She thinks the crazies are full of shit, but she's not afraid of them. Mm-hmm. But Shrinks remind her of before Umbligo del Diablo, and that ah. makes her nervous. Okay. So what are you doing? Uh, she's not following Oliver and patient whose name we haven't learned yet, as far as I can remember. Okay. Um, she's not far behind. She's more sort of wandering and trying to keep an eye on as many people as she can at once. So just being generally paranoid. Remember what happened in Reno? <laughs> Val does. Give me a wits awareness check. Yes, sir. She sees a bald guy in the corner. It looks like there's scabs all, all over his head and his hands. And he's sitting on a bench, and he's covering something with, with his hands, and he's staring at it intently. Uh, uh, player Sam wants to go over. Val wants to mind her own goddamn business. <laughs> Which is generally Val's M.O. Keep an eye on it and wait to see if that guy does anything weird. He looks suspicious as fuck. Uh, yes. Yes, Val's going to keep an eye on it. And anybody who passes by that wants to pet the dog gets to pet the dog. <laughs> that's that's how that's going to work out. Okay. Back to Oliver and perhaps Murph, as Murph is just about about to notice. So right before we're halfway through our cigarette and we've, there's like a lull in the conversation, Oliver says, So, Jamie, you met her, yes? The woman who's right, right around the wall, you see her right out there? She was quite pleasant, yes. If you wouldn't mind, if you if you catch eyes of her again, can you wink? Did you get the impression that she was flirting with me? I did. And I think it would do her good to have some reciprocal, even if it's very chaste. Consider it a favor. I will go talk with Gracie, and you will give a very chaste but uh, flirtatious <laughs> wink to uh, that lady out there. Whatever good I can do in here, I might as well. Not many things to fill my hours or my interests. Yeah, were I uh, 20 years younger, I would be winking at you right now. Don't you worry. Uh, oh, sh- <laughs> Murph, I didn't see you there. <laughs> hey, 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 guys. Oh, do you do you have any extra? Just yeah. towards cigarettes. He, uh, he, he looks at you and brings out his pack. He hands you a cigarette and he, and he says, Yes, so, I am above 18. I, I know. Not really much concern of mine. I was just curious as to who you are. Sorry. Hi, my name is Murph. And your name? Says, I'm a uh, Ilian. Ilian. Ilian Suarez. Suarez. Hmm. Huh, that name sounds familiar. Nice to meet you, Oliver. I thought you looked familiar. You must be uh, Mr. Suarez's son. I believe that most men with the uh, last name Suarez are son of one Mr. Suarez or another. Well, I believe it's the only Mr. Suarez in. Del Diablo. Now? The foreman? Yeah. Well, he's a pleasant man, and I've been uh, sharing his roof recently. 
Would you like me to tell him of you as well? I would like very much that you do not. He Absolutely, is... my lips are sealed. It's your own business, but he would not be happy to hear it. Good to know, good to know. Uh, why don't you get on that mission? I believe Murph wants to have a word with me, is that true? Yes. He saunters on uh, over to where Jamie is stuffing her pockets with bullets. <laughs> Just selling you out. <laughs> hey, I, ha- I have you know I'd throw them in the lake. Oh, okay. Well, you've got to stuff them in your pockets be- before you run over to the lake and throw them in. You Look at these the spicy acorns. Right. But right as as you are shoving those in your pockets and, and closing the, the box back up, you you, uh, you notice that uh that that albino man is is over near the, near the gate. And as as you look up, he smiles and and gives you a wink. Give me a wits insight roll as to what this wink is about. Okie doke. <laughs> do you automatically laugh though? Because that's what Oliver has taught you to do. It's only when Oliver winks. Who knows? Maybe it's generalized now. Excellent. Zero successes. You are pretty sure that he has seen you burying a gun next to the place and that he is winking as a co-conspirator in your crime. I don't know what to say. This is definitely his I gun. <laughs> huh. Uh, have a good day. He smiles and, and he says, uh, brighter to have seen you, beautiful. Um, right. That's and fantastic. Did you know that the soil here is mainly composed of broken down spar? He smiles and he says, that is a fascinating thing that I did not know about dirt. Well, now you know. He nods. There's a slow, awkward silence. Good luck with that. Bye. He he kind of laughs to himself and, and he says, well, goodbye. And he he walks off. The Listen. best played plans of mice and men. <laughs> yes. <Right>? Yes. <laughs> Perfectly done. Take me down to the final decision and the world will break apart today and the world will break apart today we're being sassy about you leaving your mic open as you leave oh has this tradition. See, we got to get all of our sasses out now because oh, you're going God. to inflict so much sanity damage later. I can be this sassy about that too. This is how we guarantee our sanity. <laughs> I refuse to not be sassy about losing sanity. Yeah. Yeah, you're pretty good at that. I'm just like, he's like, take a sanity damage. I'm just like, oh, okay, fair <laughs> enough. Look, here's the thing. I love taking sanity damage, but I have to be sassy about it or else, or else Elf gets too big for his britches. <laughs> No, I, I think that the the, the, uh, the sassiness actually is is like my reward. Shit, I've been doing this wrong. 